Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to store and lock away all medications to prevent theft and keep them away from children and pets. Old medications can be disposed at Dropbox locations. Dropbox locations can be found at opioidresponse.info. Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Wednesday, May 24th. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode, the city of Augusta is hit by a cyber attack. The Atlanta Land Trust breaks ground on its latest project. And we'll tell you about two plots of land that'll become new state parks. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. Augusta city officials say cyber attackers accessed the city's computer systems, causing disruptions in city business. They say the cyber attack began on Sunday. Mayor Garnett Johnson says the city's information technology department is investigating whether the attack targeted sensitive data. His update yesterday did not say what functions were impacted, but did say the attack was unrelated to outages the city experienced last week. Georgia's insurance commissioner has named a director for the state's soon-to-be-launched health insurance exchange. Insurance and Safety Fire Commissioner John King announced on Monday the appointment of Cheryl Gardner to lead the exchange called Georgia Access. Gardner previously held similar jobs in New Mexico and Arkansas. She'll oversee Georgia's move away from the federal healthcare.gov to its own website. More than 800,000 Georgians get health insurance through the Affordable Care Act marketplace. That's according to the Kaiser Family Foundation. A South Korean company will build a $40 million factory to make heating and cooling systems near a Hyundai Motor Group auto assembly plant in coastal Georgia. GPB's Devin Zwald has more. Hannon Systems announced yesterday that it would build the plant in Statesboro with plans to hire at least 160 new employees. The company is the eighth major supplier to locate in the region after Hyundai announced a $5.5 billion plant to assemble electric vehicles and batteries in Bryan County. From the GPB Newsroom, I'm Devin Zwald. More police officers are patrolling some of Buckhead's busiest commercial thoroughfares thanks to a privately funded initiative to provide more security in the affluent North Atlanta neighborhood. The Buckhead Safety Alliance announced Monday the launch of its private security patrols by off-duty Atlanta Police Department officers who will patrol five commercial districts. The new patrols were formed based on recommendations from a 2022 report by the Buckhead Public Safety Task Force. Atlanta City Council member Mary Norwood, who represents Buckhead on the council, said the new security patrols, quote, will actually make us safer in Buckhead for our residents and our visitors. Buying a house these days is just too expensive for a lot of people. But since 2009, the Atlanta Land Trust has been working with the mayor's office to create permanently affordable housing. GPB's Amanda Andrews attended the groundbreaking ceremony for the latest project in Atlanta's East Lake neighborhood. Community members, leaders from the city of Atlanta and DeKalb County officials spoke at the groundbreaking ceremony about the importance of affordable housing. You see the layers that I'm talking about, just to get affordable But it all starts with the Atlanta Land Trust. The 40 townhomes under construction here in Eastlake are their latest project. When Mykeisha Roby bought her home with the Land Trust help about four years ago, she says it felt like her only option. I really didn't qualify for a lot of the other programs and down, pay, down payment assistance programs that were out there. My, my income at the time was just too low. I had consistent income. I had worked you know, for a long time. I had money saved, but it just wasn't enough 
Amanda Rain is executive director of the Land Trust. She says what made Roby's purchase possible is that Roby only owns her house, not the ground underneath it. We use a dual ownership structure in order to create homes that are permanently affordable. So when the Atlanta Land Trust sells a house, we are just selling the house itself and retaining ownership of the underlying land. In Atlanta, land value can account for about a quarter of the cost of a home. For a $300,000 home, that could be a $75,000 discount. When they're ready to leave, owners are required to sell to another low-income family. Owners get to pocket about 25% of the appreciation in the home in the time they live there. Rain says that balances building wealth for owners against keeping homes affordable. The resale formula that we use at the Atlanta Land Trust is an appraisal-based resale formula that allows our homeowners to share in up to 25% of the appreciation of the home during the time that they live there. So they get a portion of the equity and then are able to use that when they sell the house for a down payment on another home. Last year, the Atlanta Land Trust held a groundbreaking for 36 townhome units in Atlanta's Oakland City neighborhood. To qualify, a potential buyer must verify their income is less than 80% of the median income in Atlanta. For a family of four, that's less than 70000 a year. Stewardship manager Karen Babineau has been a traditional real estate agent. Now, she pairs eligible buyers with the land trust. She says like many people with her background, initially it was difficult to understand the model. It works. I had to learn that, but I know, I know it and I'm confident that it works. I see it. I see people. I see people's lives have been changed, you know, by owning a home. Um, and learning about uh, estate planning. They have an asset now that they need to protect. The Atlanta Land Trust reports over half of Land Trust homeowners go on to purchase traditional homes after selling their houses. Later this year, they'll break ground on another 40-unit townhome community. For GPB News, I'm Amanda Andrews in Atlanta. If you like hearing the news from around the state here on Georgia Today, You'll probably like hearing how Georgia's agriculture economy feeds the country and the world on a fork in the road. I'm David Zelski, and on the Fork in the Road podcast, we feature stories from Georgia's farmers, fishermen, merchants, artisans, chefs, and others who help provide Georgia-grown products to folks in the Peach State and beyond. Find it online at gpb.org slash podcast or download it on your favorite podcast platform. Atlanta is moving forward with plans to buy 46 acres in the South River Forest for the creation of parks and trails. Atlanta City Council approved legislation at its meeting last week to spend up to $1.6 million to buy the land located in two separate areas of the forest. The first site is roughly a dozen acres nestled between the Interstate 7585 connector and the South River. The second site is about 34 acres just north of Empire Park. All 46 acres are not located near the site of the city's planned public safety training center, which is also in the South River Forest, but in unincorporated DeKalb County. The leader of Georgia's Department of Natural Resources has been chosen to oversee the state park at Jekyll Island. The island's board voted yesterday to hire Mark Williams as their executive director, succeeding Jones Hooks, who led the Jekyll Island Authority for 15 years. Williams has been DNR commissioner for the past 13 years, an estimated 3.5 million people each year visit Jekyll Island, a once-private beachfront getaway for wealthy industrialists that the state bought in 1947. A popular state park in southwest Georgia is expanding. 
The Georgia Board of Natural Resources yesterday approved the purchase of two parcels of land to add to Providence Canyon State Park. The 1,700 acres cost the state $3 million, with most of the funding coming from the 2018 voter-approved Georgia Outdoor Stewardship Act. The act dedicates sales tax revenue from outdoor recreation equipment to land conservation. Georgia Congressman Rich McCormick yesterday became the state's first elected official to endorse Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for president. DeSantis has yet to announce he's running, but is expected to do so as early as this week. In his announcement, McCormick did not mention Donald Trump, the current GOP frontrunner, by a wide margin. Commissioners in Albany's Doherty County abruptly fired their county administrator Monday. Before the 4-3 vote, County Chairman Hurd said the administrator, Michael McCoy, disrespected him by hiring an assistant county administrator without telling him. Commissioner Russell Gray told Hurd that such hires are typically made without publicity. Here, you're going to put the entire county out with no administrative head whatsoever. Entire county because your ego was... was well, now, listen, don't address the chair like that, sir. Please don't. I'm talking about the dishonor of the chair, <clears throat> not of my ego, sir. <clears throat> well, so just, I mean, no. you're the one no. who brought this up, sir. Yes, with I all did. due respect. But it had nothing to do with ego. It has to do with respecting the chair, sir. Gray said the vote leaves the county at risk for an expensive lawsuit. Neither heard nor a county spokesperson immediately return request for comment. Atlanta's historic Tara Theater is set to reopen tomorrow, months after it got a new owner. Atlanta Film Society Executive Director Chris Escobar took over the theater's operations after Regal Cinema closed it in November. Escobar says the Memorial Day reopening weekend will include some classic films, including the appropriate Back to the Future Part 2. It's the second oldest movie theater we have, despite it only being 55 years old. Most other cities have far more historic movie theaters. In Atlanta, that's quite an endangered species. The Tara is also one of only three art house theaters in Atlanta. Escobar says getting it back into working condition cost several hundred thousand dollars. Four years after opening, the Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine will graduate its inaugural class of physicians tomorrow from its campus in South Georgia. GPB's Sophie Gratis has more. 53 students in the inaugural class will graduate with a doctorate in osteopathic medicine. It's the first class of future physicians to finish at the school's campus in Colquitt County, which opened in 2019. Interim Dean of the school, Robert Lloyd, says after graduation, students are heading in a variety of directions. Things like anesthesiology, general surgery, orthopedic surgery. And also primary care specialties. Family medicine, pediatrics, OBGYN. And I know the students are, are very excited. This is a milestone for them. Lloyd says 13 students from the inaugural class will stay in Georgia for medical residencies, with nearly half placed in rural hospitals. PCOM Moultrie is the only medical school in South Georgia. For GPB News, I'm Sophie Gratis in Macon. In sports, the Atlanta Braves hope to avoid a series sweep as they take on the Los Angeles Dodgers tonight at Truist Park. Braves pitchers Charlie Morton and Spencer Strider had trouble in the first two games, shutting down a powerful offense, led in part by former Braves infielder Freddie Freeman. Adding to Atlanta's woes were first baseman Matt Olson's defensive errors and the fact that strong starting pitchers Kyle Wright and Max Fried are on the injured list. Manager Brian Snitker says for now the Braves are relying on other starters. Just waiting for those guys to continue to 
get more starts and, and kind of hopefully they get, you know, a few of those guys get on a roll too because we're going we're gonna to need them all at some point in time. Tomorrow, the Braves will pay tribute to the Atlanta hip-hop duo Outkast with music and art inside and outside Truist Park as they begin a four-game series against the Philadelphia Phillies. The first 15,000 fans will get an Outkast bobblehead featuring group members Big Boy and Andre 3000 wearing Braves gear cruising around in a signature red Cadillac. Big Boy will throw out the ceremonial first pitch, and the playbill will feature specialty Outkast artwork and content. Big Boy will be joining Brandon Godden and Jeff Francoeur in the broadcast booth during the game for the Valley Sports Southeast broadcast. As for festivities outside the park, Biological Misfits featuring Malcolm Jamal Warner will perform Outcast tribute music on the Georgia Power Pavilion stage in the Battery. That's beginning at 6 p.m. And that is it for this edition of Georgia Today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to learn more about these stories, visit our website, gpb.org news. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. It'll help you stay on top of all of the top stories in the Peach State. And if you've got feedback or a story idea, we'd love to hear it. Email us. The address is georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm Peter Biello. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.